God, we are rocking out with this, man. I could do it all year long, actually. <laughs> yeah, just go back. I did. The loop did it every day. You got to get the lead out three songs a day, uh, every hour. I believe they would do it. <laughs> no, every uh, at ten o'clock in the morning and ten o'clock in the evening. Is that what it was? <laughs> yeah, whole the, hour of Led Zeppelin. It was the glory days of uh, music. I don't think the loop is on anymore, actually. No, I don't even know what it is. It's a Christian rock station, if I recall correctly. They uh, signed off with Highway to Hell, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but I don't think it's uh, still that station. I think they failed already. Oh, of course. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. It's like something else now. Well, right on, man. Happy Sunday. How are you, Mike? How's everything in the shy town? Miserable. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Well, all right, then. <clears throat> it's like 10 minutes just to get out of my neighborhood. Oh, yeah. I have the same deal here, actually. I, I picked up on what you were dropping uh a while back on how what people don't understand with traffic especially in places like chicago is uh the traffic has migrated now it's not so dense in the city it's when you leave the city you're stuck near the suburbs because everyone is leaving the city and so uh you're having the same issue here in denver man um not a lot of traffic so much when i'm going into the city it's really it's jamming me up when i'm trying to get onto the freaking highway yeah. Oh, yeah. Good call. Pretty crazy. But uh, you're working on a Sunday, man. Is that what's going on here? Yikes. No, I went to go. Just went. Just wanted to go to the weed store. Uh, dude, can I tell you what's happened to me in the past two days? Like, I'm just gonna stay home. I literally just want to stay home. You're on your own lockdown now. Right on. I got. I got to get out of this fucking area. <laughs> well, throw it down. I'm here to listen. This is the Dude Man Podcast. What we do. Dude, I, <clears throat> yesterday I was like, hey, it's good. You know, I woke up a little early. It's a Saturday. I haven't cut the grass yet. I, I need a weed wagger. Oh, all right, man. I already got the electric Ryobi. We got the, uh, the mower and the blower. Nice. So it's like, you know, I'm going to go get the electric weed wagger, right? Oh, yeah. I type in Home Depot. Nearest Home Depot, it's like three and a half miles, right? All right. 29 minutes. Wow. I go, no, I go, no. A half an hour? <laughs> on a Saturday, dude? Like, come on, man. It's like, come on, dude. Dude, that's, that's eight miles per hour. You mean <laughs> to tell me I'm going to go eight miles per hour to Home Depot? Yeah, I guess so, dude. All right. Fuck that. You know what? I'm going to go my own route. All right. I, you're onto this theory where uh, Google's fucking with you or all of us. Between the stop signs and the speed bumps, it took me 12 minutes just to get onto East River Road. I couldn't even get the fuck out of here. I just wanted to get the fuck out of my neighborhood. Wow. Every block is a speed bump. Every block is a stop sign. Oh, I went eight miles per hour. Dude, I, it took me 33 minutes to get to Home Depot. Wow, right? man. I go there. I am fucking pissed off. And then they're doing this child thing outside in the parking lot. For, like, children to, like, build something. I love it. That's great. But every dumb fucking parent is just stopping. You can't just stop. We're That's all right, coming dude. in off of, <laughs> off of a really busy street. So now you're backing up traffic onto this busy street. Wow, man. Because you want to stop and look and ask questions out your window. Go fucking park the car and then walk your ass over there. Who the fuck do you think you are? Right? That's and right. then... <laughs> then I, I pick out the weed whacker, the, the weed whacker line. I even go, fuck it, I'm here. I'm going to get the edging attachment, right? Oh, yeah. I'm going to do the edge. I forgot my fucking wallet. <laughs> and then I figure they got to do Apple Pay. It's Home Depot. I was going to say, nowadays everyone's got the, the wallet on their phone, right? It's Home Depot. They can't do it. No way, dude. Home Depot, the, the one by can't. my house, they got the scanning computers, the self-checkout. It's a flat-screen TV. Like, there's no way they can't take the uh, cell can't phone payment. It. Get out of here. Couldn't do it. Couldn't help me. Wow, man. Couldn't help me. All right. And this is, and this is after, dude. <clears throat> you, couldn't even, you couldn't even, like, pick up the weed whacker to see what it feels like. 
Because everything was chained to the fucking wall. Oh, right, because, <laughs> yeah, you're in Chicago where everything gets stolen at all times of the day. <laughs> Just everything. They even had these, like, you could tell they, they like, built, a, somebody invented these, like, contraptions that lock around each battery that's attached. <laughs> it's, like, just so you can see what it looks like with the battery, but you can't take it off the rack. Wow, to, like, You know how you used to be able to, like, play with it? Because of all the scumbags in society, all of us are punished now. The tax-paying... Good Samaritan, we must now abide by the same rules as the thieves and hooligans. That's insane. That's the so now I, might, I mean, you might as well shop online. That was the whole reason I went to the store, was to see which one I like. Which one's, you know, which one's more balanced. Absolutely, no, dude. Yeah. Strap, strap, <laughs> strap to this fucking strut that's carrying... You know, uh. I dig it, man. I, too, went to the Home Depot uh, yesterday. You were psycho on that move. It was a good day for Home Depot. Yeah, I imagine nationwide they were making some dough. Um, it must have been cloud seeding because it was just perfect gloomy day for Home Depot. Wow. So yesterday was our sunny day until Ooh. about 4 p.m., 5 p.m. Then the overcast uh, came through. I've been marking down well, we, on my we calendar. Were, we were opposite. Oh, yeah? All we right. were like exact opposite. It wow. was like, you know, cloudy little drizzle in the morning. Yeah, man. Mid-afternoon, sunny. What are they doing? We have a pretty set schedule, I noticed. I've been marking it down on my calendar whenever the overcast goes on because I've been feeling a little crazy from thinking it feels like it's overcast every day. And sure enough, we've had five straight days of overcast right around 4 (laughs) to 5 p.m. I'm not making this up. I've been marking it down the exact time. So uh, today... We got it now. Uh, we're, we're enjoying a little mid-afternoon overcast. I saw them flying overhead this morning. I was able to uh, do, uh, do some yard work early before uh, so I could catch some rays. I do enjoy my vitamin D. Still peeling, by the way, from the trip to Florida. Uh, Holy shit, got- dude. I've never... <clears throat> never peeled like this before. Same with me. And so here I have a theory. Uh, I don't think Emma enjoyed it too much because it affected both of us. But I get a lot of sun out here. I am outside all the time, and I'm pretty typically fairly tan. Uh, but when we got to Florida, man, that sun just, man, that fried our skin, I got to say. And I have a theory that through all the cloud seeding going on here in Colorado, we're constantly exposed to filtered sun. So we're never really getting that full-on blast, and suddenly we went to a place where they have unfiltered sun, and it just rocked us. That was my argument, because remember, we used to go to Wisconsin, and everybody would be like, oh, man, the sun's not the same as it is in Chicago. That's right, dude. And you'd be like, how is it worse up north, and it's worse down south? What's going on in this middle section here? (laughs) I'm telling you, there's something in the air here. Uh, yeah. And I think Denver and Colorado, simpatico cities, I believe, um, run by similar-minded folk. And I think the policies are, um, you know, on the same level. And so, again, the skin just burnt, and I believe... <laughs> to a crisp. To a crisp, and I have to believe it's because I was finally exposed to some unfiltered, real-life sun. And it felt great. It's just it's my skin, skin wasn't used to it. So, uh, you know quite an experience here but i'm back in colorado with my cloud seeded sky uh i don't have to worry about a sunburn for the rest of my life so this is nice you know what everybody says you look great because you got the tan (laughs) (sighs) oh man so i did get some yard work done yesterday which is nice i uh tore up some tarp action and uh it was in an area where i wanted to like let the grass grow, and I didn't realize the grass was completely growing through that, you know, tarp that's supposed to stop the grass from growing through. And so uh, it ripped up all the grass, and I kind of, you know, I I raked up the dirt, made it look uh, nice and level, and then um, I was up in the air between sod and seed. I went with some seed, my man. It's too bad because the grass that grew through that, that's grass that you'll never kill. It would have lasted forever. No, it's already... uh, I did it a few weeks ago when it was still kind of dead, and it's already... uh, There's grass growing through already. Yeah, it's a very fertile area of the lawn. 
So that's what why kind, I opted kind of for seed? this. Dude, I went with a Kentucky bluegrass. Oof. And then I did a mix as well. Uh, and so I just kind of mixed them together and threw them down. So it's good for it's uh the the specific seed is for uh areas that get a lot of sunlight. So I I think you know we used to get a lot of sunlight here, not anymore with the cloud seeding and the geoengineering. Uh, but you know when the sun is out and shining through, it it gets exposed. So I thought I'd go with a uh, you know a robust. For some reason, it's it's harder and harder to grow it here, uh, the bluegrass. Really. Yeah, I don't know why. Well, out here, like, uh, Denver, Colorado, high elevation, mostly white folk with beards. Uh, the bluegrass is just um, natural. <laughs> it just occurs naturally. <laughs> it's, it's more about the vibe, not the yeah, climate. I it's an you. energy, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, just look at the demographics of Chicago. Not a big bluegrass city. I'm going to throw it out there. <laughs> Got me on that one. Got me on that one. <laughs> but I, I did peruse the sod section, and it looked kind <clears> of <throat> not so great. And, man, we did the landscaping gig for many years. Sod, unless you're really on top of it and in the right place, it kind of typically doesn't survive. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not a, it's kind of a waste of money, I felt like. No, it just takes a lot of chemicals and a, and a lot of water. Yeah, yeah, like, and I don't have you. It's either. hard to maintain it. So I went with the seed, and I'm, I'm uh, I, you know, I pulled out some edging that was in the back, and I'm letting the lawn do its own natural grassing, and I want it to, in the places where it doesn't really grow, I'm going to just throw some shrubbery and, uh, you know, kind of make the yard look nice. So that's my goal this year. I had a great time in the yard yesterday. Uh, the cats were out, uh, and then they got really mad because I had to bring them in, and I dumped tons of chemicals on the lawn and it'll be glorious <laughs> glorious and green is what i'm looking forward to <laughs> oh yeah because this is the year you know all these previous years my neighbors were bent out of shape about preserving the water and oh my god the drought this the drought that climate change blah 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 not this year man it hasn't been sunny at all i keep ragging on the nonstop clouds uh we have more water than we could ever imagine happening uh, having... Oh, they're like worried about the snow melting. Now it's, it's, now so it's fun. Flood. You got no, too much freaking, water. We're freaking out about floods now, man. That's literally the Oh my god, this lake that hasn't existed in 400 years is now appearing <laughs> in California. Like, you fucking idiots. More, this is what happens when you play God. Do you see? <laughs> oh, you mean to tell me uh, Gavin Newsom didn't have the foresight <laughs> of thousand year floods and cycles? <laughs> oh, man. So, uh... Yeah, that's uh, what's going on here. But a good weekend. I'm I'm loving spring, nonetheless. I love the time of year where I can get out there, get my hands dirty. Um, you know what I mean? Just uh, I I'm all scraped up actually, and I got those like spa, uh blisters on the thumbs that are now exposed raw skin. Uh, Ooh. so it feels good, man. I like you know it's it's nice to get back out there, get involved. Yeah, especially out here in Colorado. Uh, where I don't know how much longer I can be here because we're turning into San Francisco. Uh, this is going to be a little bit of a tough clip, but I had to throw this out. This is from a uh, the this is a Denver City Council woman, and she's uh, proposing uh, what else? Course reparations. Capitalism was built on stolen land, stolen labor, and stolen resources. And a check today could not um, undo the cumulative impact of generations of that stolen wealth in all of those categories. And so I think it has to come in the form of land, labor, and resources in an ongoing fashion. And there are structures that we have that could be flipped to begin to do that that reparations. Um, in fact, my opponent here mentioned five points and the corridor and what has happened. To She's talking about a section of Denver right now that is um, not the greatest part of the city currently. My business is there. <laughs> part of what has catalyzed that um, exponential decimation of black businesses is the five points bid, the business improvement district which further steals 
um, from the community through taxation. And I think there's a model that could be redistributed. Instead of a bid collecting extra taxation from the black and brown businesses that are struggling, you could be collecting those extra taxes from white-led businesses all over the city and redistributing them to black and brown-owned businesses who are not part of it. Did you catch that? I know it's a little rough to hear, but she's saying uh, what they should be doing is collecting higher taxes from white-owned businesses throughout Denver and redistributing the, those payments to the black-owned businesses to help those businesses out. You see, do you follow? That <laughs> right? is insane. So if you're Holy a white person shit. and you own a business in Denver, they're going to tax you at a, at a higher rate so that way uh, those higher taxes could, could be funneled to a business owned by a black family or person so that way their business could succeed you see what you see what's happening this, what the fuck man this is fucking insane you are simply just black or brown owned. you voted for this denver you morons and oh that's my when God. we get back um in the business fashion i think when we talk about um resources being returned this is where consumer-owned or municipally-owned resources are important because we are locked out of owning our control or over our basic needs like um, water or utilities or any of those things. There is a way for us to change that structure and put black and brown people in ownership positions over our basic needs. I also really um, want to point out that the basic income project uh, could be, if it were focused, uh, an important way to return a check to an individual in an ongoing fashion, but in its current format is not reparations or not close to reparations. One, it doesn't focus on black and brown people. Two, what they are experimenting with is unhoused people, and it's not a livable or prosperous wage, it is a welfare wage and we know how that has worked so she's talking about uh basically ubi universal basic income that they're experimenting with certain groups here in denver and she's saying it's not enough because it's just minimal wage kind of living uh or whatever they're providing that we what the state and what you know colorado and denver needs to be providing to not only the unhoused again they're loving the word unhoused i think you noticed that but uh also, for the black and brown community here in Denver, we need to be giving them not just a live like a, a minimal livable oh, what wage. Do you guys, uh, what do you guys want? Uh, Mountain View? Need, like Mountain View? We need to be providing universal basic income that's almost higher than what mo most people are making, so that way they <laughs> could ha make more money than you. Do you see what's going on here? This is madness and she's That's literally so she keeps bringing up reparations and how even the current system is a some it is somewhat of a form of reparations what they're doing here in denver they are favoring black owned business uh owners and it's it's the which should be illegal it's that's called discrimination I don't know if anyone knows this I mean yeah, how is this how is this not a slippery slope I hope you Hispanics are paying attention because they're already calling you white. Yes. So. It, good call, man. Oh, and Asians, oh. Indians, Hispanics, welcome to our side, folks. You're no longer on this group. I'm uh, in this group. Mm. I'm telling you right now. I don't so, know about Indians. Oh, man. I, yeah, no, no, no. Well, anyways, uh, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know. Even the continents argue over which side they're on. I uh, thank you all for bearing through that difficult to listen clip, but I just no, found it amazing. very important to, for people to know that on a on a localized level, these are the conversations that are being had uh, that are taking place, and no objections. Nobody objected to this woman. Nobody seemed to think, "Hey, you know what? You're being a little discriminatory or even a little racist." Uh, you know, look, it seems like uh, you're favoring one racial group or the other, and you're trying to literally steal money from one group to give it to the other so that way they can succeed and the other one doesn't. This is backwards. Denver is about to become San Francisco. We're five seconds away. I keep saying it. This is, this is very scary, man. Yeah. You got to get out. Oh, the place, it's filled with homeless businesses are being run out because of their uh, retarded green energy policies uh, and 
Now we're going to say, also, if you're white, we're taxing you double so we could pay the black guy. <laughs> this, the, Fucking genius, man. I thought, I thought we were supposed to stop separating people by race. Yeah, I thought the Democrats were unifiers. Yeah. This isn't a lot of unity in my, in my mind. But uh, equity, right? That's the name of the game, Mike. Isn't it all about equity? It's such an evil word. <laughs> it really is, dude. Oh, man. It was like they got equality, and now they're like, that's not enough. <laughs> we need equity. Equity, dude. Equity. And uh, this is just a snippet of what's happening here in Colorado. Uh, we're seeing this destruction of societal norms in all the major cities. Mike, you see it day in, day out in the second city there. But how about in the main city, the Big Apple, right? What did we have over the weekend? Vigilantism, right? Did we? The dude, no, the dude on the subway. We covered it on the show. Oh, the Marine. Yeah, that was crazy, dude. Well, we finally, he They're spoke They're going to charge him. Did you hear about the Marine? He finally released a statement, man. Did he? Hell yeah, he did. And I think it's fantastic. You think they're going to the charge Marine him? Veteran. Oh, sorry, I jumped on it. All right, well, now let it play. What was your question? You think they're going to charge him? No. No, he didn't even die in the scene. He died at the hospital. Yeah. He didn't... I, uh, no, this is ridiculous, but I, I wanted to... This story is pretty strange. Um, they're trying to make it this year's George Floyd. You notice that? For sure. And I just don't think it uh, has the same weight. The Marine veteran who restrained a homeless man in a deadly chokehold on the subway is defending his actions, saying he never intended to harm Jordan Neely, who was pronounced dead at the hospital. Protests today in lower Manhattan demanding justice. A grand jury is expected to begin reviewing the case early next week. Here's ABC's Mona Kosar Abdi. Tonight, the Marine veteran who put a homeless man in a deadly chokehold on a Manhattan subway. Seaman, yes, they yeah, keep I calling it a deadly chokehold. <laughs> Thank you, dude. It's unreal. Like, that's what I mean, dude. They're trying to rile it up. They're, they're, you know, they're, they're gonna charge this man. I, uh, he's gonna be right next to Derek Chauvin. I was, dude, you're psycho. They want him to be Derek Chauvin. It's they're gonna be eating lunch together. <laughs> who put a homeless man in a deadly chokehold on a Manhattan subway, breaking his silence, speaking out through his attorneys. Daniel Penny, a 24-year-old former sergeant, restraining 30-year-old Jordan Neely on Monday for at least three minutes until he was unconscious. You have a former sergeant and a former homeless Michael Jackson impersonator. <laughs> like, Dude, I, what, what's my question for hero? all of these cases? No, no, no. What's my question for all of these cases? <laughs> the house next door goes up for sale. <laughs> Who do you want to move into the house next to you and your kids and your family? The Marine Sergeant or the Michael Jackson impersonator who yells at people in the subway? I sent you that video. Didn't it's I have the guy on the street from like six years ago? It's just some dude with his buddy. They're walking down the street and they're just actively getting physically harassed and attacked by the Michael Jackson impersonator. The guy is completely off his rocker. It, Pushing these dudes, and the dude in question with the camera is this like six four, three hundred pound massive unit of a human, and yeah. this tiny freakish homeless Michael Jackson guy obviously physically didn't stand a chance. But the dudes, you know, pushing him, you know, kind of brushed him aside, right? But uh, yeah. the it was kind of sad to watch. The guy clearly sad. had mental problems. Clearly. And but, when, but what are you gonna do when he's attacking people? It's crazy. I want to hear what they get. So they're this gonna they're gonna um, discuss what happens here, and um, when you watch it on TV, they're they're gonna omit it verbally, but you could see it in the letter. Uh, he says that we just held him down until help arrived. 
They keep omitting yeah. the fact that he was just holding the guy in place until the cops got there. And then the cops took over. And then the guy died in the hospital. Like, it's like they want to completely remove this crucial point in the story where the cops arrived, took the guy away, and then he died at the hospital. That's a huge amount of time. They're, they're really treating this like the dude sat there crunching the guy's skull till he was dead on the scene and, you know, nobody did anything. The guys that arrived, was it the Scorpion crew from Georgia? <laughs> <laughs> the Tyre Nichols gang? Yeah, that's right, man. They're there to settle some scores. They heard this guy was sleeping around with one of their wives. The, the, that guy from six years ago. He knew one of them. <laughs> Called him in to take, take out the garbage. So, I love this. You got people in the streets, man. They're really supporting this homeless dude. And again, here's my question to you. Who's your fucking hero here? Who do you want to be <laughs> the guy that you are honoring? and rem- like? Is it the army vet, the sergeant, or is it the homeless dude who does Michael Jackson impersonations? Like, who's driving, your hero you're Driving down the road, there's a sergeant in uniform on one side and a Michael Jackson impersonator who's homeless on the other. <laughs> who do you want your kid to point at and say, I want to be like that guy? You don't get a lot of people talking about how supportive they are of George Floyd anymore because it's embarrassing, really, when you look at the facts of the situation with George Floyd. Who do you want your hero to be? Derek Chauvin, the guy who's enforcing the law and trying to clean up the streets of his local community? Or the crackhead fentanyl user who uh, was arrested <laughs> for pointing a gun at a pregnant woman's belly? Like, who's- what about Tao Tao who was just on fucking crowd control? Who's your fucking hero? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's who you yeah. idolize? That's your stat. You're going to make a statue of that fucking guy? Okay, fine. But you're going to be really embarrassed of your hero when the dust settles, you know? And it's just, this is, this is like George Floyd Part 2 Electric Boogaloo, except uh, it doesn't have the same energy to it in my mind. Former sergeant restraining 30-year-old Jordan Neely on Monday for at least three minutes until he was unconscious. Neely later dying at a local hospital. Witnesses telling authorities Neely was acting erratically and frightening passengers. Attorneys on behalf of Penny expressing, quote, condolences to those close to Mr. Neely and laying out Penny's versions of the events, saying, quote, when Neely began aggressively threatening Daniel Penny and the other passengers, Daniel, with the help of others, acted to protect themselves. He never intended to harm Mr. Neely and could not have foreseen his untimely death. Neely. I can't wait till they uh, do the toxicology report and this dude Neely had fentanyl in the system. It's going to be fantastic. Once a Michael Jackson impersonator suffered from mental illness and had been arrested more than 40 times, according to authorities. Uh, Neely's fr- They're doing this report and you hear the Jackson. They're showing that video that everyone has seen a million times from 2006 where he's like dressed as Michael Jackson doing the <laughs> dance on the subway. It's the one video <laughs> that they have of this guy not abusing women or attacking bystanders. Now in shock, (laughs) literally on the floor, choking someone out who is down on his luck, who's starving, who's frustrated because he's hungry, who's frustrated because he's hurting. Is that what you saw, the frustration? It was it was obvious. It was obvious. Today in New York, protesters and activists calling for Penny to be criminally charged. Because what you will do is Al Sharpton, of course. If you do not prosecute him in my judgment, is you will set a standard of vigilantism that we cannot tolerate. And with prosecutors in Manhattan expect to bring the case before a grand jury as early as next week to decide whether Daniel Penny should face any charges. Oh, it's going to court. Well, here's the thing. And you heard uh, Al Sharpton saying it. so elegantly, which is, uh, they can't, how can you stand having vigilantism in your cities like this? Because really there's no guardrail or rule book for people taking the law into their own hands. But here's the problem, Al and people of New York and Chicago and probably Denver and most likely San Francisco, all these other places, is you defunded the cops. I know. You've created so a scenario. Yes, yeah, somebody, anybody now must take the law into their own hands. 
And it's not even the law. It's simply I'm going to do what I can to protect myself and the people around me until the law enforcement arrives. You've created this scenario. What do I say all the time? Every single time we cover the uh, uh, rampaging of teens uh, committing, you know, ungodly amounts of crime and, you know, sweeping the city in Chicago, right? Like, you know, you need a Batman. Where's the Batman of Chicago? You're you're going to need one. You're going to need one in uh, New York. You need Batman. That's That's the point of Batman. Right, Gotham City, it's so overrun with crime and you know it's And the cops are so corrupt. The cops are corrupt, no one's doing yeah. anything, and the people are just begging for justice. And that's yeah. when you have Batman. He rises <laughs> up and takes matters. <laughs> you need a dark knight, dude. And this dude, this penny fell. We got the bridges. Well who... we can blow up the bridges, keep the <laughs> villains in. That's right. <laughs> I just think it's crazy how uh, much I've just said over and over again when we cover Chicago, man, Mike, you guys need a Batman there. And all of a sudden, here we are in New York, and a Batman has risen. A man has come up and, and stopped someone from attacking people or doing, you know, committing crime. And all of a sudden, everyone, like Al Sharpton, is outraged. How, how could we have people doing this? This is yeah. crazy. We need cops. we should have some sort of trained professional going around you know and stopping these crimes is there a word for that is there some way we could allocate money to a group of people who could be organized and professional and you know take care of criminal matters if only (laughs) if only there was an organization that could do such a thing if only we could set up like an academy that they could go through. If only we could put money towards that. What is it called? Funding. Yes. If only we could yeah. fund some sort of organization that would help, you know, responsibly take out the crime in our streets. If only, man. You know, that Well, the left is saying they need this is a perfect scenario where you don't need cops. This is where you need a social worker. Social worker. You want somebody to come talk to him and guide him back to his uh tent? <laughs> that's right safe space you know and uh let him do his drugs on the street i like this scenario you got the crazed lunatic homeless guy swinging fisticuffs and doing whatever and then you've got the uh the uh the trained sergeant ex-marine and he's about to take him out and then oh no the social worker enters the scene separates the two of them he goes crazed lunatic homeless guy hold on fella <laughs> ex-marine sergeant Hang on there, my friend. Let's all take a moment and share each other's feelings, all right? Uh, Ex-Marine, how do you feel about this crazed lunatic homeless guy? Lunatic homeless guy. What do you feel about this, Ex-Marine? One at a time, please. (laughs) Well, Frank, it is hard to fight somebody once you get to know them. You know? It's hard to hate them. That's right. Yeah. Maybe that would work. Yeah, well... This is a retarded scenario. I'm glad everyone's up in arms. <laughs> yeah, this guy shouldn't even need a lawyer. No. no. You're a Marine. Do I trust you. We need more of this Penny fella and less of the Neely guy in our society. Yeah. I would rather have this ex-Marine walking the streets than the Michael Jackson impersonator. Dude, I'm not even joking. Our neighbor... Didn't come to coffee this morning. Oh no! Till like, till like it was almost over. <laughs> yeah. Because there was a homeless guy, just laying down on his front porch, and they were waiting for the cops to come get rid of him. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that insane? That's crazy. Down. That is absolutely crazy. The homeless guy, he just decided this looks good. I'm parking it right here, and he was able to get away with it for. A fairly good amount of time because I assume the cops took a long time to get there. So apparently, from the ring camera, he was sleeping on the grass for a long time. <laughs> oh, like, like most of the like, he must have just stumbled in. It was like four or something four in the morning that he like fell asleep on the grass by the street. Yeah. <laughs> but, then, uh, but then, when everybody started coming to the early church, <laughs> yeah. 
like around seven, that's when he moved to the patio to kind of get out of the way. So it was a courteous drunk, you know? Yeah. That's right, man. He wanted to get into a little more shade, too, I imagine. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, it's a good call. The sun was rising. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. It's insane. <laughs> you just got you just got to live with it. And, oh, you think the cops arrested him? No. <laughs> they just they literally just walked up and were like, "Hey man, you can't chill here. You got to go." And they wow. watched him walk across the street cuz across the street it's now Chicago. So, not their problem. Oh, uh, someone <laughs> else's jurisdiction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, we're we're in Norwich, so <laughs> eh, now he's Chicago's problem. Oh man, this is uh bad news. I'm telling you, we're we're watching the uh, purposeful decline of these major cities, man. These were great, glorious hubs long ago. Why, but, though? I don't get it. It's crazy. I mean, it's hard to say for sure. You could be a tinfoil hat conspiracy nut job theorist, or um, or maybe that... Actually, no, I take it back. That's all you can be nowadays, really, because the conspiracy theorist has been proved right about Every single thing leading up to today. Uh, I don't know who this dude is. Mark Moran, maybe? He's an investigative journalist. I saw it floating on Twitter. I usually dismiss these kind of things, but I always check him out, Mike, because you know me. I love any juicy conspiracies. Uh, <laughs> you know, you could argue a lot of reasons for why our major cities are in decline, but I've been more on the side of the purposeful decline. Like this is all orchestrated. There's some larger entity, you know, involved and they are just moving all the chess pieces and you can just kind of slowly see it. Uh, And, you know, it's the American values, the culture, our food uh, processing plants, our transportation, everything's crumbling. It's the Great Reset, essentially. And uh, this guy was being interviewed or talking about his knowledge of uh, what this Great Reset is all about, why it seems that everything lately is turned up to 11, the chemtrails, the destruction, the World War III, everything is is at the maximum level uh, because the, I guess, you know, what did I always say? COVID, beta test, right? For what? Well, Beta test for the Great Reset, man. Happened yep. overnight. Yep. And then they're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. They saw the opportunity. That's yeah. why Klaus Schwab came out and said this is a rare, narrow mm. window of opportunity with these COVID lockdowns in which to reset the globe. John Kerry said the parallels between COVID and climate are screaming at mm. us. And they really were. Mm. The same template, climate change is make a scary prediction. Say the only way we can avoid this dire end of world scenario is to go full Marxist and we have to do it and no dissent is allowed and we have to go forward. We need planned recessions. We need reduced travel. We need reduced economic growth. We need stay at home. We need a Green New Deal overnight. Well, the COVID lockdowns were literally like imposing the Green New Deal overnight. So. That's what happened, and that's what activated what was an academic theory for decades, this new mm. world order, great reset. It wasn't even mentioned by the World Economic Forum until 2014. Mm. Once COVID lockdowns came, in the words of the House of Commons speaker, um, I think his name was Lindsay, he said, Lindsay amazed Hall, yeah. at how compliant the public was yeah. during COVID. Now it's time to go after climate. They knew Hey-o. that they had conditioned us to accept and be compliant, and now they want to pounce on climate, and that's really what's propelling the Great Reset. Yes, sir. That's what I've been saying since day one. <clears throat> they are Climate is the new COVID. Prepare yourselves. They're going to lock us down for climate. I know it, man. I've just been feeling it, man. It's just, the language is almost identical. The scare tactics, the fear, uh, the blaming you. Right? That was the whole thing about COVID. It's like, uh, you know, I'm doing it for you, but you got to do it for me. And if you don't do it for me, then it's your fault that grandma died. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. I, I think they're going to have a hard time with climate. They're climate playing, lockdown? Dude, they're playing climate from so many angles, right? Like uh, climate change, well, it's racist. And see, uh, right? Because uh, the, the BIPOC yeah, folk, but ra- they suffer the most. Racism has become a joke. Yeah, well, Nobody, I know. <laughs> they overplayed it so much. It's like a, it's literally a joke now. 
it just really seems like the same angle is happening here. They're going to really hammer home the climate change. You know me, I'm obsessed with the cloud seeding, the chemtrailing, the geoengineering. Uh, it could be a, you know, if you're controlling the weather and creating superstorms, creating havoc, creating chaos, blaming the changing climate, but you're the one changing the climate, uh, you know, it's a great way to control the public. And by the way, you know, using the phrase climate change is genius if you're the one changing the climate because you're not no, lying. You know, you are not lying. Yes, it's man-made climate change. We are the men and we are changing it. It's beautiful. You know, there's no lie involved. They're being totally honest from day one. And they're scorching the skies and making us think it's our fault. You know, oh, that hurricane down in Florida, that's Ron DeSantis's fault and all those Republicans, right? <laughs> because of those MAGA. Be the way they voted. <laughs> it's yeah. the MAGA Republicans, man. The MAGA. <laughs> they're creating all those superstorms uh, down south. Uh, you know, Think of the crazy tornadoes every time they sweep through. Oh, climate change. See? When it comes Although to, they're killing it with the dude. They're pushing a lot of electric cars. Electric cars. They're gonna do the um, electric stove thing. I believe that's going through. I believe it passed in yeah, New York. I man. can't. I can't believe that's going through in places. That's fucked up, dude. I'll be totally honest. Yeah. Not unprecedented in Boulder, Colorado. I believe when I first moved there that they had in certain areas and maybe even many of the mountain towns. It's it's very possible they have to do the electric stoves. Well, like that's just like where we were in Florida. Some places you can't do a pipe underground. I think that's what it has to do with, and maybe you and know nobody wants prevention. a gas pipe above ground. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Running through your neighborhood <laughs> cause a little, little few issues, I'm sure. But uh, <laughs> it just seems lately there's been this big push to control the population. Uh, COVID was pretty obvious what they were doing there. From day one, I thought this is a beta test, but what for? Uh, you need to be able to control the enemy, essentially, right? Like, uh, COVID was an enemy that now looking back on it, the government was in complete control of, narrative-wise. It's a 1984 thing, right? Instead of countries that we're being at war with, we are at war with ideas uh we're at, at war with the idea of this pandemic sweeping the world uh we're at war with this i existential threat right isn't that what they call climate change an existential threat that um we may never defeat this this enemy will be an enemy that we will be battling uh for generations mike so they could keep this fight going forever and with Every fight with every war, well, we must make sacrifices, right? We're at war. So that's, this is it, man. You don't need the Chinese, the Russians, anyone. We have a, an enemy that we'll be battling for generations and generations, and, and the sacrifices that we need to make will just be a, a part of the battle to win the war. The problem is, how, do, how could you make a movie with Sylvester Stallone? Fighting climate change. I imagine uh, Sly <laughs> will be gone. It'll be starring The Rock, and he'll be swinging in on a rope from a helicopter into the tornado. With, uh, ah. you know, he's going to wrestle it. Hercu Hercules style. That's right. Yeah. I got you. Just have, uh, you have The Rock just fist fighting tornadoes and hurricanes. <laughs> Look at that one movie when he's <laughs> not only fighting the gorilla, it's like a 300 foot gorilla. <laughs> Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. He was on the 300-foot gorilla's team fighting the 400-foot alligator. <laughs> Is this Rampage? I think that's what it was. I yeah. never saw Rampage. Uh, it, was over, it was too much CGI, I think, for me. <sighs> it was too much rock. Too much, <laughs> too much everything. So the rock is uh, he's battling gigantic uh, 
do they get huge because of nuclear stuff? Is that the whole uh, premise for Rampage? Nuclear it's like animals? Some, something they're testing in space. Oh, all right. Okay. We Remember, uh, everything used to be nuclear, like Godzilla, you know, like uh, or uh, I don't know if they ever did that with the King Kong thing, but back in the day, mm-hmm. everything would get huge because of nuclear stuff. I think, yeah, King Kong was from the bombs we dropped, right? On Hiroshima? fat man little boy (laughs) you know they're making a there's a movie Christopher Nolan's new flick it's Oppenheimer it's coming out soon oh yeah they're uh, glorifying the creation of the um, nuclear bomb there Mm. means they're getting ready to use it that's what I dude you're psycho that's literally what I was thinking man (laughs) They're gearing everyone up. They're stoking everybody. You know, they're like, come on. Let's get that, uh, let's get everyone psyched out for some nukes. Uh, before you know it, we're sending them to Ukraine. I guarantee we uh, already have some uh, nuke weaponry going on over there, dude. You know what? Uh, somebody finally put this into perspective, and I, didn't, I never heard it before, but it's kind of crazy because it's coming out on left-wing media. They they said it kind of makes sense that Putin invaded during Joe Biden's when Joe after Joe Biden became president because imagine if a guy whose whole family was taking money from Putin just became the president of Mexico we would have a serious problem with that uh yeah yeah that's a good call <laughs> we would you know what I have mean a bit of an issue yeah. And they, he was like, he kind of put it like from Russia's perspective. Like, I don't know. It just it does look really bad when this country who's paying off all these U.S. politicians is right on your border, and you're controlling the government. I mean, we wouldn't, we wouldn't let that last too long in Mexico. It's a good call, and also everybody around the region are joining NATO, right? So everyone's on the same team now. Uh, you know, it's kind of like they're ganging up together. Yeah, that's. Seems a little. (laughs) Seems like they're. I don't believe any news coming out of the situation in that part of the country whatsoever. Not one piece of information. Did you see the face of that that bald dude who runs this mercenary Russian groups? Showing the bodies and declaring that they were going to no longer fight for Putin or whatever. That was all over the place. (laughs) That that was three (laughs) seconds ago. Everybody forgot about that because nobody cared, right? So they moved on to the next thing. And what's the next next thing? Hypersonic missiles! The war in Ukraine as Kyiv claims it shot down a Russian hypersonic missile using U.S.-supplied weapons. ABC's Marcus Moore joins us now from... Oh, wait. Are we in this war, or what's going on here? <laughs> what? <laughs> Six months ago, you said well, we don't have the capability to shoot down hypersonic missiles. <laughs> no. Now the Ukrainians are shooting down hypersonic. <laughs> you shoot it down with an AK-47. If these guys are shooting down hypersonic missiles, then we can officially stop sending them money, like right now. In fact, they can send us some money because. Uh... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Where's Tom Cruise? Did Tom Cruise <laughs> shoot down this missile? Actually, it was, either, it was either Tom Cruise or Chris Pratt. That's the only way I'm going to believe this. They actually, the Ukrainians built a giant slingshot and they uh, fired Sean Penn. At the Show, hypersonic okay, okay, he was holding that. he was holding his Oscar, and uh, it just pierced right through it. I believe that he had that retard strength and just knocked it down. <laughs> you never go full retard, folks. Uh, are what? How can anyone believe anything the news propaganda machine says about this war? Uh, are we losing the war? Are we winning the war? Are we fighting the war? We're sh- the Ukrainians who can't even uh, maneuver Patriot missiles are shooting down hypersonic missiles from the sky? What? Yeah, what's going on here? Come on now! Like, come, please! The- None of- this whole thing is fake. I'm telling you right now, there is no conflict in Ukraine. This whole thing- it explains why Zelensky, the guy- the puppet that we installed, actor, 
comedian Zelensky? I mean, I think could we start just- admitting this whole thing is a bunch of actors acting their way in front of a green screen? None of this is real. Did they? Uh, did you see the video of them blowing up the excavator? <laughs> no, dude. Dude, they go. They show this clip. It's literally. It's ti- It's titled like all over. Ukrainians blow up uh, trench digger. Or I don't know something stupid. All right. They were supposedly the Russians stole this excavator. Were digging a trench with it as like a fighting. <laughs> it's, a, it's like you know. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> And uh, supposedly the Ukrainian, you're watching drone footage of this, this, uh, this drone just dropping grenades and blowing it up, right? That's and right. And then after they show that, they go, unfortunately, the Russians did have time to escape. This was 10 seconds before the drone dropped the bombs. <laughs> and you see the guy leave the cab. <laughs> and it's clearly a Ukrainian soldier. Like, this was totally a staged. No, dude, this is not real. We need... (laughs) So it's basically pretty apparent that the drone attack was some stooge in Ukraine. It's the we bombed the Polish farmers thing all over again. And then uh, now the news, legacy media, needs some sort of Russia retaliated. But this, again, pick a narrative, please. Ukraine is either this, like, under siege country who's barely surviving or <laughs> one of the greatest fighting forces on the planet because they're ever and they're shooting out hypers and flying it's drones pretty into, unbelievable they're flying assassin drones into the kremlin <laughs> so is this the what are we talking about here and is putin winning and is they blew up the north street pipeline without anybody knowing it <laughs> yeah that's right i just it's crazy I, you know what's crazy i I cannot, the, the angle for this war is every angle. That's what's happening here. They're, they're, oh, yeah. they're literally, every single story plays every single side, and you cannot decipher. And I just think the normal person, the average Joe, the average Pepino out there watching this information is just like, oh, well, I hope those, U- I'm cheering for Ukraine, I guess. You know, like, they don't know what's yeah. going on. They're just cheering for Ukraine. They have I no wish them well. They have no clue what's going on. We have no clue what's going on. We're making fun of the absurdity of the information coming out of here, and we still can't decipher actually what's really happening in this conflict. Well, I'll tell you one thing that is for sure is they keep talking about how many Russians have died, but months ago, Ukraine stopped men from leaving the, board, the, the country, and they've been forcing men to fight. So yes. They're, they're running out of soldiers. And again, I don't believe anything about the bald dude who runs the mercenary group, the Wagner group, Wagner, you know. uh, They'll do do anything for money. No, I don't even think that group's real. I think that guy's an actor, and it's uh, a Mandalorian thing from Iron Man 3. Or no, I always say Mandalorian. Mandorian. (laughs) No, what is it? Mandarin. (laughs) Mandarin, like the orange. Yeah, 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 I know. Yeah, like the orange. (laughs) (laughs) I think... It's all bullshit, and what happened two weeks ago, they released the information, or the leaker, the whistleblower, the the kid who uh, got all yeah, that- Yeah, we can't talk about the information. Yeah, well, we can he, only talk about was, how shitty the kid is. That's right. Well, we find out that uh, apparently our government's lying about the casualty numbers, and then they have to say, oh, no, Russia's lying, and they- put that fake information in there just to mess with you. And uh, on top of it all, watch this fake footage of this fake mercenary guy saying, look at all of our dead Russian mercenary mercenary soldiers. This is crazy. We're all dying. It kind of aligns up like you're trying to pull some bullshit on us, man. It definitely seems like you're lying. You're def- it definitely does. And, and the leaked paper showed you guys had to, you guys were literally spying on our allies in order to push them into helping ukraine yeah i'm gonna want to start seeing uh you know the words written on these spy balloons that are floating over our country nowadays all right i'm starting (laughs) to suspect maybe it's not all chinese uh mike we got hypersonic missiles to talk about man keeve marcus good morning well, hey, Wick, good morning. Russian President Vladimir Putin once described these hypersonic missiles as invincible. Now Ukraine's Air Force claims that it shot one down uh, this week with an American-made Patriot missile system. Now, the hypersonic missile known as the Kinjal. So the things that they can't operate mm-hmm. uh, no, shot down. I'll tell you Putin's right now, it did not happen. 
I was in a Patriot missile unit. Did not happen. No way. That thing is fucking. That is ancient technology. That thing is not made to shoot down a fucking hypersonic missile. That's right. Right. That's what I thought. No. No. This um, no. this story is ridiculous. Can travel Just, that, That's like saying you took down a bullet with a BB gun. No, in my opinion, this is like saying uh, the guy actually was catching the bullets in his teeth, right? <laughs> Might as well, dude, because you know what I'm saying? I, I, just, I really don't think those things had the, the capability of taking down. A hypersonic missile is going so fast, and it can turn. I know. I, do you hear the way he's phrasing it, too? Just like, uh, you know, it's allegedly, in, what is it, uh... Impossible to take down or whatever. Like, this, this is just craziness. Dude, the, the accuracy of the Patriot missiles weren't as good as they claimed. I just, I think the story is completely unbelievable, and it's even contradictory within its own self. It's invincible. Now Ukraine's there, there it is. Invincible. Thank you. Force claims that it shot one down uh, this week with an American-made Patriot missile system. Now, the hypersonic missile known as the Kinjal can travel at five times the speed of sound and has a range of more than a thousand miles. Meanwhile, Russia this morning says a Ukrainian native is behind a car bombing that killed a driver and severely injured a pro-Putin writer happened in a car that he was in when it exploded in Nizhny Novgorod region, which is about 250 miles east of Moscow. Ukraine this morning is neither confirming nor denying any involvement in that bombing. And there's a development on the battlefield. The head of Russia's uh, Wagner mercenary group says that the Kremlin has now promised all of the necessary support and ammunition they need in their fight in Bakhmut. You know, he earlier had threatened to pull his thousands of troops out of that eastern Ukrainian city by May 10th just as they are preparing for Ukraine's planned counteroffensive. It just sounds so phony. <laughs> no, dude, so, so let me get this straight. Two things happened. One, they took out a Russian leader with a car bomb. That's right. Two, they shot down a hypersonic missile with a, with a, with a <laughs> Patriot missile provided by the U.S. military. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say the Ukraine military did one and the U.S. did the other. <laughs> Come on, man. Think about the difference in those, like, fighting tactics, you know? None of this sounds real. <laughs> Even, do you hear the way he's talking about this, the Wagner? I, the Wagner group I'm obsessed with, I just do not think this thing is an actual thing. I think they've created this phony general to have this phony baloney face you know, so people can identify a face to the enemy because Putin just was too broad of a stroke. So you, you, you got to get more on the lines there. So you got this Wagner group. Like, listen to the way he's talking about, like, he's got the insider info with the Wagner leader. And you, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it sounds like total bullshit. Yeah, that, that, uh... I just don't believe it. It's I don't. I, I like. I don't believe any of it. But I. I, I believe there's probably a group. They're probably. I mean. I it reminds know. me back when they were pull the same garbage when they would like talk about interviews with insiders with Al Qaeda and people close with Bin Laden, and it just seemed like ah. Over time, it became obvious bullshit, and it probably was from day one. I feel like we're part of a generation that just was so hyper-exposed to the, oh, we're behind enemy lines, and this is the info we're getting, and then, you know, turns out, well, we don't even know if Osama was a real person now. Uh, <laughs> like, you see what I'm saying? Like, I, I just, I smell... He was the original Transformer. I, I, yeah, I just, I smell Bin Laden all over again with this Wagner group thing. Like, we just needed an enemy, you know, so we created Al-Qaeda or ISIS, and here's Wagner Group, and, and uh, you know, we have all these spectacular storylines. Whenever there's a storyline, it just sounds like a lie now, and it probably always was. Whenever you get these, you know, again, you know, oh, they were threatening to pull out his thousands of troops, but now he's back, and they're resurging, and it just seems like, ah, uh, 
you know, you're clearly on a writer's strike. I can see it, right? We see the, the it's going on. You're <laughs> struggling. You're, you're using old scripts, oh, you know. They went back to the hypersonic missile. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. They had to go to the archive, man. Uh, you know, the strike is I, on. You know what's coming back is monkeypox. Oh, yeah, dude. I find... <laughs> Don't forget about the monkeypox. <laughs> Or, or, you know what I heard was the conclusion to the raccoon dog tale. <laughs> the raccoon dog tale. It turns out that raccoon dog did have COVID in 2020, but every animal they tested in 2020 had it, which just furthers the point that it probably came from the lab and then the humans brought it to the market. Wow. Well, I'm thinking the raccoon dog is what brought us the monkey pox, actually. Mm. That's what I believe has always been the connection that people forgot. Mm. The the oh. gay fellas, they were having a little uh, good extra fun with the raccoon dogs, right? And the wet markets. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Is that what it is? Isn't that how AIDS started? I think. I can't remember. They always seem to... <laughs> it's always some element or situation where a dude is banging some sort of animal, I feel like. In Africa. It always goes back to Africa. <laughs> it's always in Africa. Poor Africa, dude. It probably all came from Dr. Fauci's lab. Everything <laughs> in the last 40 years. Everything. But dude, then he but, just, he blames it on Africa. Oh my God, where did this disease come from? Eh, Africa? <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Fauci, that's been your answer for the past four decades. <laughs> the disgusting people. They fuck the animals. What do, you want from, what do you want from me? I like to torture them. They fuck them. I have, you know, to each his own. I don't want to yuck your yum. 